Hey, hey, welcome to the Barry and the Jets podcast for this Saturday night slash Sunday morning. It is actually midnight Sunday morning, May 22nd, 2022. This is another PM version of the podcast. Welcome one and all. I hope you all enjoyed the Preakness. What a run that was. And an interesting name for the horse that won. Uh, If you haven't watched it yet, I'm not going to spoil it for you. But I hope you all enjoyed it, those of you who did watch it. Um, We're going through a bit of a lull right now, as far as the Jets are concerned. It's after the draft and free agency and before minicamp starts. I believe there's going to be a second wave of free agency, but I'm not sure when that will be exactly. Trying to find out. So this week, I thought I would talk about something that I think doesn't get talked about enough when it comes to the Jets, and that is stadiums. Yes, indeed. The Jets in their history have had four home, quote unquote, stadiums. The Polo Grounds from 1960 to 1963, Shea Stadium from 1964 to 1983, Giant Stadium from 1984 to 2009, and now MetLife Stadium from 2010 to the present. Now, I said, quote unquote, the way I did, because it has been said many, many times that that the Jets have never had a home of their own. And technically, that's true. But I just have a small problem with that, that argument, that thinking. There was a long period of time when nobody had a home of their own. Nobody did. The baseball team and the football team in the same city shared the same stadium. That was how it was done. There were a couple of exceptions, but for the most part, they, they almost every city that had both a football and a baseball team, they shared a stadium. You could just name any any city. So such was the case, of course, with the Jets' first two stadiums, Polo, the Polo Grounds and Shea Stadium. Now, not being old enough to have seen the Polo Grounds, all I have to go by there is remembrances, memories from people who went there, people who played there, you know, from interviews that I've seen, both baseball and football players. And according to some clips that I've seen from people like Sammy Ball, who was the New York Titans at the time, first head coach, and Curly Johnson, longtime punter for the Jets, he was on their Super Bowl team. According to people like them, the Polo Grounds by that time, by 1960, when the Titans began playing there, it was just old, decrepit, dirty. They didn't keep it up. Remember the baseball giants left after the 1957 season. The football giants, it was their home for many years. People forget that. The football giants left there after the 1955 season. Two years before the baseball giants did. They moved across the Harlem River to Yankee Stadium, the the football giants. So the city just did not keep it up. They didn't keep it clean. So... That, that's pretty much all we can say about the Polo Browns. I mean, Curly Johnson, in the History of the Jets DVD that I have, it's 
great, by the way, if you don't have it. If you don't have it, you should get it. He told a story about one time he was in the locker room and all of a sudden he heard this clanging sound outside. So he went outside to see what was going on and he saw, I believe he said the equipment manager banging on a garbage can, side of a garbage can. And he asked him, what was he doing? And the equipment man told him he was banging the rats out. I mean, that says it all right there about the polo ground. So moving right along, they, after the 1963 season, um, their first season as the Jets was 63. After that season, they moved into Shea Stadium beginning in 1964. They are home for the next 20 seasons. The, the place where my family had season tickets practically the entire time there. I mean, I still right now have an old ticket stub from a game in 1964. Now I did it at my grandfather's house a long time ago. I still have it. We sat most, most of those years, we sat in section X35 on the field level. Now that was part of that group of temporary bleacher seats that they put in to fill in the long empty area on the closed end of the stadium after they moved those field level seats around. Remember, it was designed, Shea Stadium was designed for baseball and football from the beginning. The field level seats, they were configured a certain way for baseball. Then when football came, they rotated the seats around on like a railroad track and made them parallel. And when they did that and left this big empty space at the close end of the field, they filled that up with temporary bleacher seats. They also did it in the outfield too. Everyone remembers that. But those temporary seats in the closed end, that's where our seats were most of those years. Now for three years, for some reason, they moved us to the loge level on section five, right on the first row. I actually liked those we had stayed there i would have been fine with it but we made some sort of arrangements with the jets and they moved us down to section x35 which was fine i i i it really didn't bother me either way i i liked both areas now before 1978 the jets couldn't play in shea stadium until the mets season was over until baseball season was over because the Mets were the primary tenants. Yes, we all know about that. that. That's a long story in itself. But of course, everyone talks about the 1973 season where the Jets actually lost a home game because the Mets went to the World Series that year. So they ended up with just six home games in 1973. A game against Pittsburgh, which was supposed to be at Shea, was moved to Three Rivers Stadium. Um, an example of what I said before, a city that had a baseball and football team sharing a stadium. The Pirates and the Steelers shared Three River Stadium. An example of what I talked about earlier. But anyway, that all changed in 1978. The Jets worked out a deal with the Mets and the city where they were now able to get home games in September and October, which they couldn't do before. I remember going to the home opener, which was which was the opener for the season. First time that happened since 64, that the Jets opened the season at home. 
I remember being at that game with my grandfather and my grandmother. My father and my parents had gone out of town. And it was very strange. First of all, it was hot, I remember. I was 13 years old, and it was just so weird going to a football game in a t-shirt, no no outerwear whatsoever, um, you know, in jeans, sneakers, sun beating down on us. That was just strange in itself. And another thing strange about it was that because the season began really early, September 3rd, it's amazing how I remember that, I had, it was a whole week before school started. So it was just weird going to a football game in September in such warm weather and then not having to go to school for like another whole week. It was just weird. But you think of Shea Stadium, of course, I think of, you know, the cold weather when, when, you know, as the season progressed, of course, the cold, the winds at Shea Stadium. Let me see. The Bob Cleveland Orchestra. Remember them? All the way out in um, the, the open end of the field, that little bandstand, the Bob Cleveland Orchestra. I wonder... I wonder what happened to the, what's become of those guys, the musicians. I think I may have read where Bob Cleveland himself passed away, but I wonder about all the other members of the band. Wow, wow that brings back so many memories. Um, like, I, I was at, I was at the game where O.J. Simpson became the first running back in NFL history to rush for 2,000 yards. I was at that game. It was cold. It was snowy. I didn't even realize what was happening until later on when I found out what he accomplished. And I was there. Uh, Of course, it's difficult to talk about O.J. Simpson these days, to be sure. Um, But uh, another notable thing was that that was the last game for Weeb Eubank as the Jets coach. I was at that game. I was at the flying lawnmower game how sad was that i remember 1979 against the new england patriots the season finale they were having this halftime show which they would it was model airplanes and um they were flying they, they had this thing called the flying lawnmower and it was flying all around the stadium all it was over the fan over the fans on the other side of where we were sitting this is when we were sitting in the load level and all of a sudden it just dropped and fell into the stands there and i just remember everyone was just so quiet i remember the ambulance on there was an ambulance on the field coming around to that side and putting the person in the ambulance it was just a very somber night and then somber somber day and i remember like a day or so later my grandfather telling me that he saw in the news that the man had died it, it was just awful it's terrible terrible tragedy i was also at the the playoff game against the buffalo bills in 1981 the wild card game which i talked about last week that was the only playoff game i went to in all those years of having the season tickets so um, the Jets' final season in 1983, I was away at school. 
I only went to one game that season. I think I came home for a weekend. And I was down at school and I had called my parents or they had called me and I'm talking to them in my dorm. And my father told me that the Jets were moving to New Jersey, to Giant Stadium. He said it was official. And that was another, I was just so sad, so upset to hear that because I didn't think I would ever go to another game. I just thought that was it because we gave up our seats. We gave up our season tickets. My my grandfather was in a wheelchair and he just did not want to make that trip out to New Jersey. So that was it right there. And I thought that was the end. I, again, I was just really, really upset about that. So now we, we're moving to Giant Stadium. I, I, like many of you out there, hated, 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 hated the fact that the Jets were now playing in a stadium named Giants Stadium. I've even, I even read in an interview that Joe Klecko, who should be in the Hall of Fame, that's another discussion for another day, he hated that too. Driving there to play and seeing that sign, Giants Stadium, he just talked about what a horrible feeling it was. And it was. Just having my team named after the other team in town, which is, which is actually not in town, that's another discussion too. But it was just a terrible feeling. Now, I did not go to my first game at Giants Stadium until 1986 against the Indianapolis Colts. The Jets won that game, but it turned out to be their last win that season before they lost their final five games. Somehow still made it to the playoffs and beat Kansas City in the wild card game, then faced Cleveland, and I'm not going to rehash that again. But anyway, after that, I went to a game here and a game there at Giant Stadium until I myself became a season ticket holder again for the 2008 and 2009 season, their last two seasons at Giant Stadium. Now the irony there, the huge irony there is that it was the Jets who closed out Giant Stadium. The last game of the season, the game against the Cincinnati Bengals where the Jets had to win to earn a spot in the playoffs, which they did, that turned out to be the last game, the last event at Giant Stadium. So how ironic that is, how ironic is that, that you had Giant Stadium and it was closed out by the Jets. I, I, get, I get quite a kick out of that actually, but still, I just think moving to Giant, sharing a stadium with the Giants was just the worst thing they could have done. Whatever identity that Jets had was totally stripped away and to this day they're still trying to get it back just a bad move so now here they are in, in MetLife Stadium and that upsets me for two things for two reasons excuse me not only because I haven't been able to do a game since because they just charged too much money for the tickets although that may change I, i'm really going to try to go to at least one game this season but beyond that true true jet fans we all know that they 
it is nothing but Giant Stadium the second. We know that. I don't care what they call it or whatever the Jets own. I don't know if the 50-50 ownership or whatever the case may be. It's Giant Stadium and we know it. That's number one. Number two, remember all that hype over the West Side Stadium? Remember that before they ended up building MetLife Stadium? They had us all excited and, and hopeful. The Jets are going to get their own stadium back in New York where they belong. They had all of these events to promote it and, and to generate interest for it. I went to a couple of these events. I was on the waiting list at the time for tickets. So I was really looking forward to this. Um, I Like I said, so I went to a couple of these events. I remember Joe Namath spoke at one. I met several former players at a couple of these events. Freeman McNeil, Greg Buttle, Wesley Walker, Bruce Harper. The events they had were great. Again, got us all excited. But looking back on it now, I think it was all propaganda by Woody Johnson. I really believe that. He knew that there was no way that the city was going to build a stadium on the west side of Manhattan. I think he knew that all along, and I think he got what he wanted all along, a 50-50 partnership with the Giants. I, again, I truly, truly believe that was what he wanted all along. I think all of that stuff about the west side stadium, because they were going to, it was supposed to be like um a tool to getting the Olympics in New York and and all this stuff. Again, he knew that that was not going to happen. I think he did. Maybe you may disagree. I don't know. But I think he knew that that was never, never going to happen. So he got what he wanted there and we don't. We still have, we still don't have our identity or our own stadium or anything. Now, a couple of personal items about all this that I would like to let you know about. Sometime in the in the mid-80s, the Jets had already moved to Giant Stadium. There was talk about them coming back to the city because I think the state, I think the Empire State Development Corporation was trying to work out a deal with Leon Hess, a deal with which fell through. But while all of that was going on, I, now keep in mind, I am no architect, but I had designed my own stadium for the Jets. It was, Shea Stadium was near LaGuardia, Air, LaGuardia Airport. The stadium that I had planned on my own was going to be near JFK Airport. But that's okay because it was going to be a domed stadium course if i were to do this now i would give it a retractable dome you would have a retractable dome in september and october when the weather is still fairly nice i would have the roof open the entire time then come november and december when it starts to get cold i would close the roof for every game so that's how i would do it today but i designed my own little stadium i grew up on different different levels and I drew up all these plans. It was going to have something like, if I remember correctly, this was years ago, 
it was going to have somewhere between 75 and 80,000 seats. And it was, again, it was just going to be beautiful. I wish I sent it to somebody, but it probably probably wouldn't have done any good anyway. So that was that was my stadium that I had designed for the Jets. And then the second thing I want to bring up is one time I called Steve Summers show on WFAN and he was talking about he and several callers were talking about a stadium stadium for the Jets for some reason I forget what brought it up so I called and I got through to Steve and I said all of these did not just the Jets but you know there was talk, there was talk about all all of this talk about new ballparks for the Yankees and Mets was going was going around too of course before they got their new ballparks so it was basically the three teams that were looking for new new locations possibly or what type of stadiums they were going to build and I called Steve Summers and I said with all this talk about the Yankees the Yankees possibly moving to the west side that was talked that was brought up at one point or some were saying New Jersey there was talk about building a ballpark in New Jersey I said how come no one thinks about Westchester County that was an idea that I came up on my own for the Jets in particular I said why don't they build their own stadium in Westchester County there's plenty of room up there and Steve Summers as only Steve Summers can he kind of laughed laughed it off and, and he asked me what do you what do you want you want them playing in Larchmont you want them playing in Rye you want them in New Rochelle I said why not there's room up there I'm I wonder if they've even thought about it apparently not I don't think I I just don't think it ever entered their mind but it was a possibility I was saying that for some time Westchester County why can't they move up there there's, there's plenty of room plenty of spaces but as we all know it didn't happen so now here we are and the question now is what can be done what can be done about the stadium situation are they stuck in MetLife forever with the Giants uh, after a certain amount of time because they do own half of it so is there any way that they can get out of that deal um, does, is there any other place they could go I mean I remember one time I met Dave Herman the former great offensive lineman for the Jets another member of their Super Bowl team I met him out at training camp one year and he was telling all of us back in the 1970s he was speaking to John S. Leon's son and he asked him why don't you build your own stadium out in Nassau County why not that that's a possibility can will they consider Nassau County going going back to Long Island wouldn't that be great um I thought of possibly 
across the street from City Field, where all those automobile repair shops and body shops are, which they're looking to clear out anyway. How about clearing that out and putting the Jet Stadium right there? How about moving the Jets back to Flushing? Wouldn't that be great? Where or where else can they go? Can they still consider Westchester? Where else can they go? What can be done about the Jets stadium situation? Something has to be done soon because like I said, moving out there in the first place just stripped away whatever identity they had. They, they practically have none now. And it has nothing to do with the state of the team on the field. That's another matter. But they just took, they just took their own identity away by moving, moving A to New Jersey and B into the same stadium with the New York Giants. That was just very bad. So... And a lot of people, myself included, feel that that is a big reason, Def definitely not the reason, but a big reason why the Jets have not even been back to the Super Bowl in 53 years. I and so many others think that has a lot to do with it. So I want to know what you think. Tell me, what can the Jets do about their stadium situation? Because, and I'm not the only Jets fan who feels this way, but yes, the Jets didn't have a home of their own then, and they don't have a home of their own now. Until next time, I'm Barry Rogers, and don't nobody know like I know what I know better than I know. See you next time.